Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. All right, and we are back for another episode of Always Almost There, Day After Show Live. Um, hello, everybody. Hope your Wednesday, uh, your Wednesday afternoon is going well. Um, Neil and I are here today. We're going to talk about last night's uh, St. Louis Goose Show. Um, pretty good yes, one, uh, if I do say so myself. As always, yeah. before we get started, a word from our sponsor. Uh, today's episode of Always Almost There is sponsored by Avergio Wellness. Avergio Functional Mushrooms are here to help right now, whether you are gearing up for a show, going to sleep afterwards, or recovering and restoring the day after. With a wide range of health benefits, Avergio Mushrooms help you make the most out of the moment through the ancient healing properties in their highly potent fruiting bodies. The organic certified therapeutic potency and their planet positive refill system are two of the many standout reasons that Avergio is my choice supplement. Be clear, chill, balanced, energized, protected, focused, and calm in the moment with Avergio Mushrooms. Use code STORMSOUND15 for 15% off your order, available to ship anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. So, Neil, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. I'm, like, really excited to talk about this show. I'm excited to talk about Arabolo vinyl coming out, which I've been calling for for, like, a while now. And, yeah, uh, yeah lots, of, lots of news today. It's just, like, exciting. So it's a good news Wednesday, I think. Yeah, you know? it is good news Wednesday. Very excited. Uh, I, I am super stoked about that Array Below vinyl. Um, I've already listened, you know, through it all on Spotify. Um, I've been pretty vocal about how much I really like Array Below. I was at one of the shows that's on the recording, so that's exciting. Um, you know, they didn't include the recording of, um, or I was at two of the shows, but uh, they didn't include the recording of Ship of Fools from Beverly, where I lost my mind. Uh, and, and like picked up on the soundboards of me like squealing. Uh, but, <laughs> hey, uh, at least we at least we got the zip it arise. We did get the zip it arise. Uh, that is exciting. That, that, that's going to sound clean on vinyl. It is going to sound super clean on vinyl. I did want to <laughs> listen to myself like squealing like a child on vinyl, but I'm apparently going to have to wait till volume two. Uh, you know, if they do another ship of fools on volume two, you know, I feel like the Arabolo catalog uh, is big enough that they yeah. don't need to. I think I might be left out on that one, left out in the yeah. cold. Uh, but, you know, maybe we'll get dim lights on that, which, you know, if anyone's listening, dim lights. I'll buy all your merch dim if you lights. put dim lights on the next vinyl. Clean <laughs> uh, <laughs> out the merch table at your nice goose show. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering if there's a dude right now with like, you know, $5,000 worth of goose merch, uh, yeah, like, it, you know, it, sitting it, on his kitchen table. If anyone has a lead on Matt and what happened to him when they played Jeff Angborg, he has not been on Twitter since before the show last night. <laughs> um, so, you know, we want to make sure he's okay. Maybe he's now like, I don't know, he's like washing dishes for them on tour to pay off all the merch. Like, yeah, you know, who knows? he could, uh, oh, yeah, he did get that free copy of El Goose Times. And, yes. here. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, um, Maybe, you know, maybe his partner just kind of has locked him in a room um, after he plopped like 5K worth of merch down on the kitchen table. You never know. 
I mean, anything could be happening right now. <laughs> how, how would your family uh, react um, if you were in that position and you showed up home, you know, having bought every piece of merch at the merch table? Come pretty close. Uh, <laughs> I think I've come pretty close, but not not that bad. So I, I haven't gotten in trouble yet, but uh, I hope he's well. You're walking uh, I hope everything's okay with him. Uh, I can't yeah. wait to check in and hear what's going on. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to hear from him. Yeah. Well, we do have um, a special guest, uh, Tom, a.k.a. Tom Demands Whipping Post uh, on Twitter. Um, he's here today. He was at the show last night. Uh, so we're going to bring him in and we're going to chat about the show. Tom, how are you? Welcome. Hey, guys. I'm doing all right. Thanks so much for being on today. Uh, sure. Very excited to have you on and uh, chat about last night in St. Louis. So tell us, tell us about the venue, the vibe. You know, sure. what was going on? Yeah, I noticed they actually did just uh, put the uh, soundboards up on Bandcamp, too. So I thought about dropping off and just listening. But So, you know, they, they played it. They played at the, the pageant, which is in kind of a um, uh, area in St. Louis called The Loop. You know, a lot of good bars, restaurants. Um, I've been to that venue a ton. Um, really easy to getting in and out of it. Uh, parking can be a little bit annoying. Um, sound quality there usually is lacking. It's something I've complained about a lot. I did not have that experience last night. Um, I think it's just the jam bands know how to <laughs> know what people are there for, and they actually spend the money Shout and time out. to make sound sound good. Shout out to Sam Bardani uh, on Front of House Sound for Goose. Always kills it. it. Make, you know, I, I found every show that I've been to has just sounded incredible. You know, I, I heard, you know, a couple of uh, venues that I saw them in, like, you know, Fillmore, Charlotte, or, um, you know, the, the sound was going to be terrible. The sound is terrible. Fillmore, Charlotte, I think, is the worst venue that I've ever seen a concert in. Absolutely terrible experience, but the sound was awesome. <laughs> nice. nice. So were the lights, you know, as yeah. always. As always. Yeah, what else is no bathroom blinds, easy to get a beer, maybe a little bit too easy to get a beer, um, but didn't lose any time kind of moving back and forth. And uh, yeah, I uh, had, had, a, had, a, had a great evening, start to finish, had a ton of fun at that show. Amazing. Well, glad that you were able to, you know, get up and uh, and be on with us. Uh, I think I'd be still sleeping. So yeah, thanks for being here. Um, an interesting note about this, we were talking about this before we recorded, like Goose has a way of transcending like terrible sound venues. Uh, I saw them at T5 which is notoriously bad and it sounded great there too. So I don't know, maybe other people didn't have the same experience I did, but kudos to them for that. So never know. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so last night's show, let's get into the music, uh, opening up, um, with the whales. Um, Tom, what, what did you think of the whales open? Uh, yeah, I'm honestly, uh, d disappointed. Um, it's not necessarily <laughs> a, a song I enjoy hearing that much. It was quick and short. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't really have an opener call. It wasn't something I was really wanting to hear in that spot, but um, you know, they got through quickly. Yeah, and then uh, you know, I, I agree. We we got some nice new uh, ooze in there. Slightly. Yeah, we got ooze instead of O's. Yeah, we were talking about that last night. Ooze instead of O's. Um, that that was a that was a <laughs> cool thing to note. Um, did not make the set list notes after the show. Uh, I I don't think it made coaches either. Um, which I'm oh, that, surprised about. The, the just adding an extra vowel onto uh, yeah <laughs> onto there's the no there's no there's no new ooh feel uh, note coming out. Um, but then after that, I think we get into the the highlight of the set for sure, which is the jive two jive lee pairing. Um, you know what what was that like in the room? Uh, yeah, uh, 
super high energy uh jive two ripped right through and they jumped right into drive lee man people were screaming and yelling um yeah that drive lee you know it, it was the highlight of the night for me i think in the room i'm uh, looking forward uh, to listening back again and that this old c might kind of catch me by then i think i was a bit oversaturated with music maybe um drive lee had a section where peter was on synth really heavily and yeah. the synth was super loud in the room i could like feel it in my chest um, it, it, it reminded me of uh, Paige um, opening 1999 in that Vegas show with that super loud synth, right? Um, so yeah. that really did it for me. Um, there was some pancake teasing in there too, I think, uh, toward the end that got me really excited. Uh, maybe I was just hearing it, but... Um, I'll go back and listen for that, though. Yeah. I'm always after teases. <laughs> it sounded like when they go back into pancakes at the end of a jam. That's what yeah. I felt like was going to happen there for a second. Um, but yeah, that, that was definitely the highlight of that set. And, and Jive Lee in particular, I thought was the most creative the jamming got that night and was kind of interesting. Nice. Yeah, I mean, anytime you get close to 28 minutes of Jive in a show, uh, it's pretty awesome. And when you begin at the second song of the show, uh, that's pretty spectacular too. Um, you know, echo some points about Peter on the organ last night. It was outrageous in this and then later in Engorg, which we'll talk about a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I will listen again for those pancakes, like outro teases. I have heard that in jams before. It's a lot in, um, what is that? The, the echo that Kevin really loves. Uh, is that Chrysalis echo? Uh, it was the yeah, A-Dog, the echo, echo of a Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that that little like motif shows up in other jams. So like, I'm definitely mm -hmm. gonna go listen for that because I wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly what you were hearing. It's a thing that they can kind of hook into. Um, yeah, man, this Lee is like pretty cool and they do a bunch of different cool stuff. Uh, you know, I think Ryan would call it marimba. I would have called it vibraphone. But I think we get a little yeah. bit of the Peter on vibraphone in I there. Think, I think it's potato, potato. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think every time this comes up, I'm just going to do this thing where we disagree on what we're going to call it. Uh, I, great. <laughs> why not? We're really um, disagreeing. And then, you know, like after that, you know, you get that like the, a pretty extended like Ted-like jam, which I think is kind of what you were talking about there. Um, and then the ending of this jubilee is so outrageously fast. Oh my god! Uh, it's it's yeah. bananas. It's like the, one of the fastest I think I've ever heard. Um, kind of blew my mind at the time, where I was just like, I can't believe this is ending so quickly. But mm -hmm. and it was tight too. It, like it wasn't sloppy, where like they they weren't on the notes. Uh, they were they were crushing yeah. it. I I also you know the, there was one point towards the end before they really got into that breakneck section where Rick started doing this like really dark like you know like da -da 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 thing that I, I, I was hoping he was going to kind of lead the band into a little bit. And it felt like the rest of them kind of resisted him a little bit. So he didn't push it further. Um, but yeah, this jam was phenomenal. As you mentioned, great synth work from Peter. Um, interesting to note, he was actually using the Nord uh, synth stuff instead of the newer Prophet, um, which I'm still waiting for its moment. It's going to have its moment. I'm, I'm ready uh, and I'm waiting. But yeah, th this Lee, like, you know, another in a great um, group of Lees played this year. You know, we've it's right. really it's really stepped out again. Like 2021, there weren't really as many exploratory versions, um, but it's it's nice to see it really. You know, being a standout this year. Yep, I mean, it's you know, I think like in 2021, there's a couple of good ones out there, right? Terminal Five, yeah, we just talked about Five. Um, there's yesterday. like one more that I'm trying to think of. That kind of happened out in the Midwest, but I, it's not coming immediately to mind. And Eau Claire? Then, uh, maybe. Um, but for the most part, like, it was just like, you get like a brief period of like some like funk and then like, you know, you're done. Now yeah. you're getting like some actual like, 
you know, some kind of satisfying extra pieces in there that, you know, you don't normally get. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, so it's, I agree. It's a, it's a launching pad for creative jamming too, which is it, what I really love when they kind of dive into. And as we'll talk mm -hmm. about later, I feel like hung, Hungry Site is usually that, and that got cut short this time. But there's certain there's certain vehicles that really kind of set them off in a really creative path. And Jively recently, I feel like it's been one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right. First set continues on. Uh, old Man's Boat. Um, Jeff Engborg, so ready to close. Um, Tom, this, this trio... Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, this old men's boat, I don't really remember much of it. Um, I'm not sure if, if maybe there was a bathroom trip in there or it kind of all blends together in my head a bit. The, the Jeff Engborg was awesome. I was I was going really hard during that. I worked up a sweat, dancing, jumping up and down. Yeah. Um, that really hit the spot in the room. Um, I feel like everyone felt the same way, right? Like like noobs and vets alike, that really did well in the room. Um, I, I, I had heard the song once or twice, wasn't too familiar. Um, I'm going to be listening to that a fair amount. I really like that song. Um, and then, yeah, so, so Ready was a pretty standard. So Ready, I think it's good in that slot. Um, I think I'm a slight preference to Slow Ready. I don't, I don't, I don't know, but um, good man. You know that that it, it, it was fine in that slot. Yeah, it's so, so Ready really works as that uh, first set closer. Yeah. I absolutely love Angborg. Um, it, it's so good. I'm, I'm thank you to Matt uh, wherever you are for um, you know buying all the merch so we could have Angborg back again. Hopefully. The uh, positive crowd reaction last night inspires them to play it more. Um, you know, I saw it the two times they played it in March, and it was awesome. As you said, like, you can't not work up a sweat during Angborg. You're just, like, just going hard. <laughs> um, I did notice, um, unlike prior versions, Rick was playing a, a different guitar part um, during some of the composed sections, um, which was interesting to me. There, he was playing, like, a, it sounded like a different harmony um, of the melody. Uh, of the main melody um so that's interesting to go back uh i haven't gone back and really done like an a to b listen um but it sounded different to me last night but sounded like they extended some sections beyond what we heard in march you know peter absolutely tearing up the clav in the organ in the song as he does you know and and the rhythm section really also in this song just that bedrock of just the groove you know trevor spuds and jeff just locking in on it it's it's such a great tune yeah, man. Who would have thought that Ryan would love a song that you know Peter plays almost every keyboard he's got? Um, yeah, uh, especially the clap. <laughs> yeah, uh, like you know, like Noah said, this this was a jam-heavy show for sure. And then this Engborg, I think, and like I could be wrong here, um, but uh, that Engborg got a little bit more jammed out than any Engborg we've had to date. Yeah, I haven't looked at like minutes, but it certainly felt more improvised. Um, what an awesome song. I've yet to see Goose play it live, but I did see the entire Engborg suite at a Great Blue show, um, which was that exciting. Counts. Yeah, I mean, it does count, I guess. What, what uh, was that I mean, one Peter with Engborg guessing? Yeah, Engborg was actually playing Engborg, so there that was exciting. Um, but yeah, last night it was killer. I, I think we were pretty excited about it like when it was going down. I mean, anytime they play that song, it's pretty exciting. This was the third instance of it being played, right? Or is this the fourth? Fourth, they play, uh, debuted it in Seattle in February, played it in yeah. DC, and then um, Royal Oak in March, and then wow. last night. Wow, way back um, in Seattle. Noah also says Lily's Tiger vibes in the Angborg. Uh, Noah, please elaborate on this. Um, <laughs> I want to know right. the parallels between stands. Lily's Tiger, which is a very nice melodic, like synthy tune, to like you know the absolute rage fest that is Angborg. Um, yeah, same length same as length. the Royal Oak version, 
Brian. Was. All right. Well, there you go. I don't know. Certainly felt like more improvised to me at the time. I don't know. I'll go back and listen to him. But usually I, it kind I, of feels like a, just like an instrumental, right? This yeah. felt like a little bit more than an instrumental to me. Yeah. I will definitely be going back to listen to this Angford for sure, for sure. Yeah. So well, Tom, I'll be going back to listen to the show a lot. For sure. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Tom, what, what were the what was the vibe like in the venue at set break after you know after so ready ended? Uh, yeah, uh, 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 high right. Pe people were into it. Um, so I brought um, three goose newbies to the show with me, all mm -hmm. um, fellow uh, fish fans that um, I'm trying to bring along the path that I've I've been on and kind of converting and getting really into goose. Um, everyone left by the end of the night with a really good vibe too. Um, have already got a number of emails from people asking for some further racks and where they can dig in. So it did Amazing. its trick. Um, but yeah, I, so it was, uh, my set break was talking with those guys and digging deep into the music and, and talking about parallels between that and experience getting the fish. Awesome. Nice. That's great. And then we and get, thanks. so yeah, the hunger site magic carpet ride, uh, opening to the second set. I, I was a little bit worried um during this pairing i want to say you know we've seen uh already this tour a bunch of times like a really really strong first set and then a less strong second set um you know having no jam on the hunger site and then dropping into the magic carpet ride i did think they were maybe going into dr darkness um after hunger site based on the kind of you know spacey jam thing that they did um but it was magic carpet ride instead which it looked like the crowd was really enjoying it. You know, people were dancing still. And, you know, same with, uh, I think it was the second night of Atlanta, that second set, um, you know, higher energy stuff that the crowd is loving, but maybe doesn't translate as well on the couch. Uh, so what, what was this uh, second set opening pairing like in the room? Um, yeah, Hunger Sight definitely caught me off guard. Um, I don't remember the last time I know they'd played it already, this kind of short run. So I had to not have it on my list of things I was expecting. So I was very excited when they started it. I did a lot of screaming and jumping up and down. I just <laughs> love that song, sing along every word very loudly. Yeah. Um, as, as I said before, I, I see this as a launching pad to some kind of different sounding jamming. And so I was initially disappointed when they um, ended it and, and went into Magic Harper Ride. The drop into Magic Harper Ride is awesome every time. And Goose kills that song. And so I got over the disappointment pretty quickly. Um, but I, 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 yeah, so I was a little bit disappointed not hear that, that Hungerside jam. Um, but yeah, Edric Card del delivers, and you're correct, everyone in the room was, was, was into it, um, you know, especially the noobs. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, uh, you know, that's, see, that's the interesting thing. And I'm, I'm glad you said that because we spend a lot of time talking about the music. And like, we, you know, like Ryan and I, and, and you know, like lots of folks on Twitter absolutely consume the hell out of Goose, right? And so when they do something like this, where, yeah, they, they, they drop out of hunger site and then start magic carpet ride. Like, I think to some folks that like feels disappointing because like, we know what can come with hunger site, but like, if you're in the room and that's your first goose show and you're not familiar with like, you know, all of the hunger site jits, like Philly hunger site or whatever, you know, um, then, uh, then yeah, like you're, you're, you're going to love that, that, that just crushes. And as somebody who grew up in Connecticut, going to like Max Creek shows when I was like a teenager, like you were there for the magic carpet ride. I mean, that crushed every time they did it. Um, so I've said this before on the pod. It's just, you know, it's a fun song live. You know, it's it doesn't have a whole ton of substance to it, but it doesn't. Uh -huh. have, right. It's just a jam. Just get you to heard a jam. Just a rock Yeah. Band. And you know what? We're, we did get we did get, you know, a ton of improv in the next two songs. Um, but let's talk about this arrow first, you know. Strong 20-minute era. I think this is definitely an above-average version um, from what we've seen, you know, this year and last year especially. A lot of arrows that kind of blend together after a while. This one, you know, we were talking about, again, that, you know, Neil, you tweeted the other day, you know, 
tour two guitar attack goose absolutely yeah. incredible stuff uh, thank well, you yeah, you gotta bring it up because uh, jive's here we actually have gone through the whole pod without actually talking about jive yet um uh, where it's like we're gonna have to slip in some some things to make fun of them at some point. we haven't gotten to the fantasy segment yet we'll we'll get there yeah but tom talk, talk to us about this arrow yeah um as i kind of shared before we were talking about it um you know i uh high energy like the room everyone's into it right um i found it to be a bit repetitive it stayed in kind of a type one vamping pocket for a long period of time that's mm -hmm. not my preference it's not what i want to hear um you know it, it probably picking hairs to a certain extent um but knowing that the hunger site was cut short and we instead got time put in that arrow that that would have been if i had my preference in building the most perfect show would have switched that around um but I, I didn't see people bored during the arrow, that's for sure. Especially mm -hmm. people new to the band. People are but the people I was there with were really into it. I uh the the arrow, like I just actually listened to today. I actually didn't finish mm -hmm. the show last night, bro. Um <laughs> but um the uh yeah, I, I think it does have like a pretty cool section in it that I really enjoyed where um Rick and Peter are both playing essentially rhythm mm -hmm. guitar on their guitars. But Peter is actually leading the melody with like a couple extra notes in that rhythmic playing. So like totally hear you on like sometimes like that's where arrow goes, right? We we, we talk about this a lot on the pod too, where sometimes arrows can go for a really long time and they kind of do the same thing for a really long time, right? This one I think had like a pretty interesting piece that I'm excited to go back and check out again, where I don't know, it just was like really cool two guitar attack, right? Uh, and when we were talking about the two guitar attack earlier, I'm going to keep bringing that up. I don't know yeah. like how media the topic it is, but like it is just cool to point out every once in a while just how good Goose is when they're playing two guitars. Um, but, you know, they're also pretty damn good when Peter's on the keys, too. But uh, it, it's just fun to point out. Um, but yeah. I enjoyed that section of the arrow. And then it kind of did drop into like we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Uh, just like a little four on the floor kind of jam to kind of ride out. I still think it had like a pretty cool part at the end of it. So, you know, all in all, like if you're going to see an arrow show, this is like a pretty good one to see. I think yeah, okay. um, that's, that's my sure. take on it. I look forward I, to it. I agree. Lesson. Yeah. De definitely an interesting section. Definitely some parts of it that were more standard, but great arrow. And then this old C, my, my personal jamming highlight of the night for sure um you know i brian said earlier on twitter um you know when your cool down needs a cool down um i you know i love what they've been doing with this old c um this year you know kind of starting with the bozeman version which is still near the top of my jam of the year list um this one this one i think is going to make it up pretty high uh you know i need to go back to it a couple more times before i slot it in but wow really good tom this old c I, I cannot wait to re-listen to it. Um, I did catch the the snippet that um, Jive Goose posted earlier. Um, that that was in the kind of second jam segment, correct? Or was that the peak? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Th that. Um, yeah. That, that. It came on real quick too. Um, Rick all of a sudden came on and just started playing tons of notes and like driving it toward that peak. I remember being in the venue. I might have been like on my phone or sending a text or like looking at Twitter for a second. And then all of a sudden he did that. And it just brought everyone right back into it. Right. It's like I put my phone away immediately. Um, yeah. That, that the ending of, of this, let's see, really was something that like stuck with me. Um, yeah. Walking out of the venue. Uh, man, this old C is a really sneaky tune, right? 
Like so yeah. sometimes it could be just like a slow tune and they can walk away from it. It almost never is when they play it. But you get something out of the deal that you weren't expecting when you heard those opening notes, right? Yeah. And this one, you get a multi-part jam. I think when we talk about jams of the year, we are suckers for like multi-part jams. Um, and this one's got it. So like already, like, you know, it's like going to be way up the list. But yeah, man, it's it's exciting. Um, there's a lot of really good stuff to dig into there. I didn't get a chance to dig into it as much as I wanted to. Uh, I was listening to it and like typing into like group chat like earlier today, like, like why did no one tell me this was so good? Uh, this is outrageously good. <laughs> and for anyone uh, so, wondering, we replied with um, because you went to bed. Because I went to bed, <laughs> uh, which is fine. Uh, I had to get up early. Uh, I'm like fresh and, you know, like I'm ready to go for the show today. Would, so you, that's would good. you say you're spry? Uh, I'm feeling spry, uh, as you know, because I'm a pretty spry guy. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm feeling good, and I'm glad that I did. And, you know, I'm glad I dug into that show when I did. I, I wish I had a chance to listen to it twice before we did the show, because I'd like to get into some of those finer parts and talk about them, but we'll record again, and we'll definitely be talking about this jam again. You know, we'll I'll, I'll say something real quick about the song itself. Um, yeah. It did not feel like a breather in the venue. I, I don't know if that's just me personally, because I love that song so much and didn't was expecting to hear it. Um, but lyrically, man, that song just really hits hard. And I just love um, hearing Rick's kind of soulful, emotional play on that. Um, the people I'm with who do not know the song also were like super into it and talking after the show about how strong lyrically it was. And so that I think that set the stage then for that amazing kind of second jam peak. But um, the song itself did not feel like a breather. It, it really kind of hit hard in the room. Right. It's like one of the cool things about Goose, right? That's a ballad that just like absolutely yeah. knocked your socks off. Right? <laughs> um, and like that's that's a thing that Goose can do. Um, and not all jam bands can do that. Right. That's an exciting thing. I think it's one of the things that really pulls me in about Goose. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a killer, killer tune. Man. And it's an especially killer tune when they play it for 20 plus minutes when they play <laughs> I mean, yeah. late that's second true. set. Bring it every true. time. And then, yeah, and then after that, we get uh, the SOS to close the set. I, I love SOS in this spot. I think it's a fantastic second set closer coming off of a big jam like this old C. Really, really works. Yeah, yeah. go ahead, Tom. Yeah, no uh, complaints. Um, SOS was perfect in that spot. Um, the old man's, <laughs> the, sorry, the, the, uh, the peak there in that this old C definitely set the stage for it. But I, I did enjoy that SOS. Um, uh, know it well enough to, um, you know, kind of dance along and hum along to it. And so really heard, enjoyed hearing it live for the first time. Um, I, I couldn't try to bounce into the encore yet or we to go back around again. Because I, 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 I got to say that that encore really hit the spot. And I wouldn't mind if they just closed every show with it. <laughs> um, right on. Really, well, it really, it really Neil's going to disagree with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to simulate. We're, we're going to pretend that Jive is okay. here for now. And uh, this is his facial expression. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh man! Like should I like pretend I'm jive? Like, like no, but yeah. it's it's you know we know we know. I don't know. Real know quick, real quick, hold on. Oh. Expression. <laughs> uh, well, so like, let me talk about SOS first. Like, yeah, yeah. love it in that slot. I feel like that one like hits. Uh, no matter when they play it, where they play it, I think it hits with people at their first show versus like people who've seen like SOS like a dozen times. And uh, like killer set to closer, sure. Uh, why not? I don't know. This love light does not hit the spot for me. I've seen a couple love light encores, and uh, um, I, I am done with not love light fan. encores. I'm done with love light encores. I just like I don't know. I don't know. You know what it is? I'll, I'll say what it is. Uh, this is this is why I don't love Goose's cover of Love Light. Although this one, like 
does have really good singing in it. Rick really does put a little extra mustard on it. But <laughs> like if you if you love Pigpen, you just can't think of it any other way. Uh, and I love like love Pigpen. Love Pigpen. Um so when I hear Rick singing, I'm like, it's the, the only song on earth I was like I would be like, yeah, I'd rather hear somebody else sing this song. <laughs> um the only song that they sing. I don't know. I don't, maybe I'm being harsh. It is, I mean, it's a fun song and like it definitely gets a little boogie for the encore, sure. I have to admit I was hating on it earlier. I was. Yeah. I, I, I do like it when you know when Spuds hops on vocals for it, which he's done a couple of times. Um T five. Yeah. Extra shit. Yeah. T five, Montana, DC. Montana. Um, it's good. I, yeah, I, I think, you know, they were in a time crunch, you know, I think we all assumed that curfew was midnight based on that point, but it seemed that it was at 1145 based on the very concise love light instead of the white lights that was on the yep. set list. Um, you know, maybe hopefully we see that white lights pop up, uh, in the next few shows. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do for the next two nights in new orleans because you know last year's new orleans show was really very much just like a party show you know wasn't very much improv at all you know there was was that the show with the dark horse that they ripcorded into rockdale all i remember from that show is the way it is and like jive being really excited about the way it is and then it turned out to be not that good and then there was a, <laughs> that's oh, what I, remember. I remember he wasn't excited about the 15 minute disco inferno in the, the disco inferno yes that is that show it, yeah it was just like it was a straight party show right uh yeah and i think folks who were there loved it absolutely yeah. well, loved it and last year was also in like the like tiniest venue yeah it's like somebody's um, garage yeah yeah <laughs> well yeah when they, no when they were like when they were like oh you know we could walk off for the encore, but it's too difficult to get yeah, off the stage. It. So we're not there. <laughs> exactly. I'm just good. Tom, uh, so final thoughts on last night's show, your experience, the music, what you're looking forward to re-listening to the most, everything. Yes, I'll do that. Uh, real quick on Love Light, I, I get that, right? Like, um, Goose is the opposite of grimy, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's what Pikmin wears, right? You know, it, it does... It, it, it's a soft cover. It feels soft, um, mm -hmm. but everyone knows all the words, and it was quick and high energy, and like, yeah. So, I, it, it, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I think it's I great if you take it within the context of Goose. Like, yeah. I think they do a great cover of the the Bobby Blue Bland song. Um, but you know, as as a longtime Grateful Dead fan, having listened to Pigpen do it, yeah, it's it's harder to then go to the Goose version and be like, oh well. You know. I, I can't think of a song that would make them feel softer. <laughs> like it's like, in terms of like, yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I would I, never I, knock anybody for liking that love light um, yeah, for sure. Right. But I know yeah, at least Russo is in the same boat with me. Um, and you know, maybe if I say I hate it enough, next time they play it, they'll be like, "This one's for Neil," you know, because he hates this song. Because uh, I, you know, I want a dedication too. Everybody's getting dedications now. Like I want one. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, wouldn't mind a, I wouldn't mind a whipping post dedication, but um, there you go, and you deserve it. Uh, from, 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 any band. from any yeah. band, from any band. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's a really yeah. Any band. Um, I, I noticed um, you've also you've you've added in a demands now. It was, before it was just like I want you to play it. Now it's like play it or else. Or else. It's it's, get, it's getting more aggressive. It'll become pathological eventually. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, Rick played so. it at a festival in early September. I, I yep. saw that. 
it, it could I, happen. Yeah. I'm thinking tap goose tour. I think that's my best shot, right? Like Trey, Trey used to play it. It was like one of Fish's original, I mean, I don't need to proclamize too much, but it was one of Fish's original jam vehicles, right? Like going back to the eighties and all of a sudden they just dropped it completely. But it's obviously a song Trey likes. Uh, Rick just played it. Maybe, maybe they'll cover it together. I mean, hey, you know, historically Goose has played some Allman Brothers stuff. Uh, like I think they used to play One Way Out. One Way Out. Maybe it wasn't them. So. Yeah, I think that's. I, I think they should because I I think they would do really well with some Allman Brothers covers. Hey, you yeah. know, I thought I thought for sure we'd see one after like the Allman Brothers Dream Set, and then them playing in Atlanta just the other day. Yeah, I I maybe. thought like maybe that would be a place where they sneak that out, but. If we get if we get a sit in with you know any other guitarist like a Liz Reed might be really cool. Yeah, maybe we can hope, we can dream. <laughs> All my brothers, yeah. I I also think I think Rick would do pretty well at uh, singing some of the stuff. He didn't do a half bad job at a uh, at the dream set. So yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah, Tom, final final thoughts on last night. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I left. I left musically satiated um, and 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 ready to sleep. Um, very excited to dig into the um, the Soul C in particular and re listen to that Jive Lee. I'll put the whole thing on probably in order here to finish my work day. Um, heading down to Austin to see him Saturday. Looking forward to getting one more show in. Um, I'll see you there. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, awesome. I will see you there. Looking forward to get one more show in before Cincy. Um, but yeah, I I, I left um, I left satiated. That's how I would put it. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much uh, for coming on today. Um, I'll see you at Stubbs on Saturday. Uh, very good. excited for that show. Um, yeah. I'm excited, be, I'm excited for the Whip Post. Yeah, the Whip Post is going to be sick. Whip Post and Stubbs. Let's make that happen. Whip Post on Saturday at Stubbs. If you're getting this. Um, all right. Well, Tom, have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for yeah. coming on. Uh, really appreciate Thanks, it. Tom. See you guys. Take care. Um, so yeah, right. really great show. Where where do you rank it in terms of the tour so far? I don't know. I haven't listened to it enough, but this is one of the better shows of the tour. I think so. It, if it, not, it might be my favorite so far. I think just as a complete show, um, it really might be. Um, you know, again, also that's a hasty rank. You know, haven't listened to it enough. I'm very excited to see where um, you know Lee and C slot into my playlist. Um, Arrow maybe um but yeah it, it, i think it's a great show you know bodes really well still i think they're still on that upward trajectory uh towards the rest of the tour really 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 excited to see them in now three days so yeah man i'm excited for you you didn't put the sign up like we talked about the other day but you should oh i forgot uh, about that yeah. you, you know what next time next time i'm podcasting i will be in austin uh, on Friday, so oh, you should find a great spot in Austin to podcast from. So we have like a scenic backdrop. Um, but no, so, so closing thoughts on the show. Yes. Uh, closing thoughts on the show. Uh, I, you know, I'm going to go back to this comment. Um, it was a jam-heavy show, and if you like improv, this have, this has to be near the top of your list of shows on the year. I think the best jam of the tour is probably in this show. And that's like a pretty dangerous statement because there's a pretty hefty rosewood out there that people like a lot. Um, but I, I do think probably it's going to shake out that this 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 old sea is one of the better jams of the tour. Although who knows, they might just blow it out of the water in the next show. Uh, but this is a very very good show. It's got rare songs in it. 
I mean, if you catch yeah. an Engborg and a This Old Sea in one show, that's exciting stuff. Um, if you're the kind of person who chases tunes. They actually, they played, um, I think, on, on the Goose Originals, that are like in rotation, like non-Turkish Hills, um, they played, I think, like two, like some of the longest gap ones uh, last night. Like Wales was also on like a 14 show gap, 14, I think. Yep. Um, Angborg, obviously, This Old Sea was like 19 shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Jive 2 was at like nine, which is crazy. Yep. So, you know, they're, they're crossing off some of those. SOS was also at uh, eight or nine, I think. Yeah, it was eight or, yeah, uh, I think it was seven. I don't maybe, know. Maybe uh, it was oh, maybe it was nine. In any case, it was it was more than it normally is. Uh, it was due, and it yeah. had been. Due oh, it was only seven, but yeah, yeah. The 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 rotation's interesting. You know, now obviously, uh, fantasy is going to start getting harder now that repeats are in play. You know, we had that. We have the night. Nice, we had the nice bubble of the first. You know, four nights where they're not going to repeat, so you're going to get a lot of points and. Now, now, now is where we kind of separate the serious players from the non-serious players. I think, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, this one is—you go out there and you can just pick them out of a hat and probably do better than even thinking about it critically. Um, yeah. This next show is going to be really hard, um, and then depending on how that one goes, like if they do a bunch of short rest shows in this next one or short rest songs in this next one, which they've done, in uh, kind of like after completing the loop. Yeah, then Friday's then, even more difficult. Yeah, that is even more difficult. And then, like, it's impossible to guess what they're going to play. But, you know, I'm really enjoying that aspect of it, uh, of this tour so far. Mm-hmm. It, it's not really, there, there are no guarantees on this tour. There's no, like, showing up and saying, today is the day they play Arcadia. Uh, True. Which you very easily could have done two years ago. You, you would know when that's Even a year ago. Yeah, for sure. Even I mean, a year ago. Last, last fall, it was, you know, it was really easy to predict stuff for most of it um but yeah yeah it's playing songs on short gaps uh different set list calls um you know deviating from the written set list which they did tonight uh or last night for the first time in a few shows you know they've been sticking pretty closely to it um for the most part but yeah will will we get that uh wisteria (laughs) will it ever come Uh, i mean it perhaps not like that's the thing is like they don't necessarily need to play it now there, there was a time where they would have to play it just to fill the cap of yeah. songs, but would they I could like skip it for the next three it? shows. Yeah. Yes. Well, maybe they'll play it for you at Stubbs. Let's, let's, would, let's hope. I would be happy with that. Maybe they'll play a version better than DC, if that's possible. Maybe, and then we'll have to argue about whether or not that's better than San Fran for like the next few months. Uh, until... <laughs> Next two months until we do the bracket. How about that? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to have some nice attendance bias. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's probably going to be a killer show. It's a killer town. I'm sure they're going to feel real good, especially after coming off two nights in New Orleans. Uh, yeah. Which uh, that'll be interesting to see, too. I mean, you know, usually like two night runs, like second show, they're like nice and well rested. Uh, I have a suspicion at least some of them won't be nice and well rested. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's after the first night. <laughs> Like Jeb is going to be looking like run a little ragged. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see. But I'm excited about two nights there because I think it did feel rushed like last time they were there. Like they just kind of like in and out, boom, tiny venue. Sounds like this venue is a lot bigger. And also uh, so. longer shows, I assume, because it's New Orleans on a Thursday and Friday. So I am not anticipating oh, an right. early curfew. Right. Let's Which start. also means, um, you know, I'm not going to 
I'm going to be pulling a U and going to bed tomorrow night before the show because I have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning for my flight. Um, no excuses, right? Yeah, I know. Are you recording? Are you recording after that? You um, well, my, my plan is to uh, listen to the show on the flight um, and right. be ready in the afternoon. Good. But so I will see you or those of you watching, I, I see you in Austin. Uh, if you're going to be at Stubbs on Saturday, come find me. I will have the remaining straight burden stickers that I have. I don't know how many that is. I think I have 20 or so. It's not a ton, but come find me. Ask me for a sticker because I will forget that I have them. Um, but very much looking forward to that show this weekend. Um, and as always, thank you everybody for tuning in today. Uh, hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. We see you now. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born, to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.